Welcome to Bite Size Battles. Nearly a thousand years ago, a game of thrones was played for real across the old kingdom of England. In the struggle between Anglo Saxon, Norman French, and Viking Scandinavians, it's the Battle of Hastings of 1066 that won fame and glory as the seismic moment that ended a dynasty and began another. But a conquest is rarely so simple and battles both before and after Hastings played pivotal roles in the sculpting of English, British and European destiny. But who were the players in this English Game of Thrones? The Vikings were Norse people from Scandinavia, who had been striking fear into the hearts of English folk ever since they first shot onto the international stage when they ransacked a wealthy monastery on the island of Lindisfarne in 793. They later ruled large parts of England, but despite nearly bringing the whole country to its knees in 878, they had never quite been able to conquer the entire kingdom. The Normans were a fierce warrior race, themselves descended from Vikings who had been given land in northern France in the 10th century, which they named Northmania, or Land of the Northmen. Later, of course, it would be called Normandy, and the people Normans. The Anglo-Saxons had originally been groups of, huge surprise, Angles and Saxons, Germanic tribes who had raided and then invaded England in the decades surrounding the collapse of Roman Britain in the 5th century. Slowly and in response to repeated Viking onslaughts, an idea formed of a united people living in Angleland, or England. By the 1000s then, the Anglo-Saxons had fought to control England for close to 600 years. They had battled Viking after Viking for 300 years, and now the Normans would hit the scene too. This series of short podcasts, The English Game of Thrones, will look at the savage battles that shaped this contest between Anglo-Saxon, Viking and Norman, and how these three hugely successful and ruthless groups would ultimately clash in a climactic three weeks in the autumn of 1066. In our final episodes, will explore the resistance to a new regime. That's all to come in four podcasts following this one. And to start us off, we need to begin with a battle exactly 50 years to the week before Hastings. A battle at which a single act of betrayal changed the course of English history. The Battle of Assenden in 1016. The previous year had seen a massive Viking invasion of England by the Norwegian king Canute the Great. Four battles between Canute and the English prince and later king Edmund Ironside, brilliant name by the way, had seen Edmund gain the upper hand. But he hadn't been able to snatch a decisive victory. So, in October 1016, when their armies faced each other across a stretch of land at Assenden, probably now Ashingdon in Essex, both Canute and Edmund were hoping for a knockout blow. The Anglo-Saxon Chronicle says that Edmund's army was made up of all the English nation. But there were two big problems for the English king. First, while almost all of the Viking army was professional, men trained from birth to wield sword and axe in a shield wall, much of Edmund's army was made up of the English fyrd, or militia. Basically, your everyday farmers called up to fight for their lord with whatever they had to hand, often just clubs, scythes, haymakers' forks or wood axes. They were hardy men 
but I can barely imagine going up against a Viking warrior with nothing but a haymaker's fork. Still though, Edmund had been winning, and so confidence was high. The second problem though was unknown to Edmund. He had a traitor in the ranks. The English army formed a battle line on the top of a hill, and the Vikings approached cautiously, slowly. Battles were unbelievably terrifying, even for hardened veterans. It wasn't uncommon for men to drink heavily before a battle, to steal their nerve. Or perhaps the Viking reluctance was a ruse. Either way, Edmund, seeing their supposed nervousness, exhorted his men to rid themselves of the invaders once and for all, and led them charging downhill. Either just as this happened, or during the fighting, the traitor in the English ranks played his cards. An earldoman, Adric Striona, had been a double agent, secretly an ally of Canute while pretending loyalty to Edmund, and he suddenly withdrew his men, leaving the English army to fight alone. It's easy to see the hatred such an act inspired. The 12th century chronicler William of Malmesbury described Edric as the refuse of mankind, the reproach of the English, an abandoned glutton, a cunning miscreant, who had become opulent not by nobility, but by specious language and impudence. This artful dissembler, capable of feigning anything, was accustomed, by pretended fidelity, to scent out the king's designs that he might treacherously divulge them. I think he liked him. Edmund and his remaining men initially brushed off the betrayal. Indeed, they fought like lions. He is said to have told his troops that they were better off without the craven men who deserted them, and he advanced into the midst of the enemy, cutting down the Danes on all sides. The Danes, of course, in this case, being a euphemism for all Vikings. Eventually, though, numbers told, and it seemed to the English that the Vikings were not so much fighting as raging, possibly a reference to Viking berserkers, warriors who were said to have fought in a trance-like fury. By the end of the day, Edmund and his army had fled the site weary, exhausted and defeated. He and Canute agreed a peace treaty which divided the country between them, but just over a month later, possibly as a result of wounds obtained at Assenden, Edmund had died, and the whole of England fell into Canute's grasp. William of Malmesbury wrote, On that field Canute destroyed a kingdom. There the whole flower of our country withered. Except the English hadn't withered, they had just been cowed for a while, and just 26 years later, when Canute and his sons had all died, an Anglo-Saxon was invited back to the throne. Edward the Confessor. So why was a battle 50 years before the main events of 1066 so important to this story of the English Game of Thrones? Ultimately, because the three main players of 1066, as we shall see in later episodes, were all playing because they were either related to Canute or had been promised the throne by Edward the Confessor. Had it not been for Assenden, England might have avoided the irresistible domino effect that led inexorably to the end of the Viking Age, the final demise of Anglo-Saxon England, and the rise of Norman power, which would change the fate of the British Isles and Europe forever. Join us next time for a battle which took place just three weeks before Hastings, where possibly 25,000 English and Viking warriors struggled bitterly on a hot September day in 1066, 
and a lone Scandinavian giant held off the entire English army with nothing but a bridge and a fearsome Danax. Thanks for listening. See you then.